Good afternoon and welcome to another fantabulous episode, the 60th episode, Georgia. Woo! <laughs> Our 60th episode of How Betty Davis Saved My Life. Life Lessons from Classic Hollywood. I'm Moya. And I'm Georgia. And we are so happy to have you here with us today to celebrate our 60th episode. And before we get started, Georgia, um, is there anything you want to reflect on and on these in these past 60 episodes? <clears throat> Any commentary, reflection, good, bad, and ugly? Okay. It has been a thrill ride. I cannot believe this dimension has added to my life and uh, the fun that it's given me because I have been wanting to see so many of these movies. But, you know, I try to look at them in a way uh, that people with their modern sensibilities would look at these movies. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I want people to appreciate uh, what's in these and that they are American treasures. I mean, uh, just about every movie we've done has been produced by uh, talent in the USA and with writers, actors, directors, everything. And I want people to know these movies should be looked at and appreciated. No, we're not asking you to worship movies. Of course not. But they just add another perspective and another dimension to your life as they've done for me. And I think that some of these movies, I think, have made me a better person because wow. uh, I do. I really think some of these movies have. They, they've really, I've, I've learned lessons from them. And, uh, you know, I hope our viewers can relate to that, too. Well, Georgia, I'm just going to concur with that. I can't add to that. I mean, I totally agree. And all I can say, I, I could not have been blessed with a better partner in crime. Um, you know, we call it life lessons from Hollywood um, because these movies have this particular time, the ones we choose um, and we don't have any rhyme or reason to it. It's just what we like. And they are ripe with life lessons. And like Georgia says, she feels like she's a better person. And when I look at them, it, they teach me like how to treat, um, especially the ones with men and men and uh, women relationships, how to, treat my mate better um how to sometimes look at uh the political landscape uh, differently and compare and contrast so georgia again thank you for taking this journey with me you right and i just hope we i'm looking forward to 60 plus more episodes with my fabulous and wonderful friend oh and, me too moya you've been the best i couldn't ask for a better podcast partner oh and, uh, and we're we're just on like this wonderful journey together we're absolutely. having such a great time it's a party it's like a party every time we get together sans the alcohol but we will start having alcohol ladies and gentlemen and our next so you think something's wrong with us now when we start we're gonna start adding wine and cheese boards and charcuterie or however you say that <laughs> and I'll make it. I don't have no idea. <laughs> they probably say they probably say y'all not drinking now. <laughs> y'all doing these sober now? <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. Well, Georgia, what is uh who are we celebrating? What movie are we celebrating with uh this time? Casablanca! Oh, woo! Woo! 
yes, 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 yes. The one and only. Oh my gosh. So look, guys, Georgia confessed to me when we started talking about let's do Casa Blanca. She was like, Moy, I have a confession to make. And she was dead serious. She was like really, really solemn. She's like, I've never seen Casa Blanca. And I was like, oh, clutch the pearls, honey. How dare you, sacrilege? You call yourself an old movie fan? What? <laughs> so, so she is a Casablanca virgin. So, Georgia, real quick, how did you manage to have never seen Casablanca? Well, you know, I'd always intended to see it, you know, and I would <clears> hang <throat> my head and shame. I didn't want to admit I had never seen the movie that is the one that is most frequently broadcast on American television. I mean, more than any other movie, this Whoa, is the one wow. most frequently broadcast. Mm. You know, and I Sometimes, you know, life just gets in the way. Mm -hmm. And although I'd seen like little clips and out okay. takes seven, I'd heard all the famous lines. I thought, you know, that's that's on my bucket list. I've got to see Casablanca. I've got to see it. And I, it's just I had to make myself make the time and sit down and watch it. Mm -hmm. And oh, my gosh. All right. Wow. So look, guys, <laughs> we're going to do it a little differently for our 60th. And because Georgia is no longer a Casablanca virgin. I'm going to interview her, a Q&A about this movie. And, you know, of course, she has, you know, the trivia. She got the goods. So I'm going to start the, George, I'm going to start the show over. And it's like, you are our featured guest. You are the guest. And you're going to talk about Casablanca. Are you ready to be put on on the hot seat, the Q&A? Well, the guest seat, not the hot seat. So you okay Oh, I'm honored. I, I can't <laughs> wait to get to it. All right. So cue the music. Cue the music. It's starting over. <laughs> All right. And we're back from break. <laughs> we have the Fabo Georgia, who is joining us for our special episode of How Betty Davis Saved My Life. Casablanca Virgin No More. Georgia, you're going to be our featured guest to talk about the movie that uh, just made Humphrey Bogart super iconic. He was already a star, but he just became like in just in another realm after Casablanca and Ingrid Bergman. And our boy, Claude Rains, love him to death. And of course, Paul Henry, always a consummate professional, great actor. So Georgia... You already told us about what stopped you from seeing Casablanca, just life and everything. Tell me, what was your first reaction after seeing this movie? I was verklempt. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I, I, I was, you know, if you know how Ingrid Bergman in different scenes where you can see those tears like dazzling in her eyes? Yes. I was like mirroring which I will I got tears in my eyes went, Oh my gosh, what he just did, what he did. Oh Rick oh. Well well Georgia, okay, since you're the head of our R and D department, so give us some background on this movie. What is the what is the plot? Okay. All right. Well, 
the first thing I need to do is just give y'all a little bit of background on this, because um, at the very beginning, uh, in the early days of World War II, Europeans were fleeing the Nazis. Mm -hmm. And so uh, in France had already been taken over by the Germans. It was the Vichy government. And so they went to uh, Casablanca, Morocco, because they would be able to eventually fly on to neutral uh, Portugal, Lisbon, Portugal, and then eventually on to the United States. So the the plot in this case is you have Rick, he's an American, he runs a nightclub and casino in Casablanca, French Morocco. And so his former love, her name is Ilsa, and she has um, a, a resistance fighter husband, they're fugitives, and they appear at his casino. And so Rick is uh, facing a moral dilemma and a very heartbreakingly painful decision. And he has, and this decision that he's faced with is going to affect all three of them and it's going to determine the course of their lives. Perfect. Perfect synopsis. Absolutely perfect synopsis. So... <clears throat> you know, for those of you who don't know, or maybe you haven't seen it, Casablanca is just like Gone with the Wind and other movies, they, uh, Citizen Kane and just several other movies that you could name, The Godfather and such. Um, I, I, I'm not a, I've, I've seen bits and pieces of Titanic. It's really not like I'm the one with DiCaprio and, uh, what's her, what's her name? Um, uh, sorry, I'm, her name is escaping me, but you know, the, I've seen business. That's not my type of movie, but you know, they're the standards. Okay. And, and several other, you know, but these are basically when you have the top 10 greatest, uh, movies of all time, American film, let's put it like that. You're going to, Casablanca is going to be, if not at the top, is going to be in the top five and top three. Georgia. So as you were watching this, could you see why this movie was so iconic and legendary? Did, did it did it did that ring home to you? Or you were, what were your feelings about it? Oh yeah, I thought you know because this movie has every element in it. It has <clears throat> amazing drama. It's there's a thriller. There's a suspense aspect to it. There's romance and there's even murder and escape. I mean, this movie has everything in it. And then on top of that. Everybody knows the classic. This movie has more classic lines in it mm -hmm. than any other movie has. The the two that would run second as a tie would be, <clears throat> excuse me, Gone with the Wind and Wizard of Oz. Okay. And the number one movie line of all belongs to Gone with the Wind. We all know what that movie line is. But anyway, this one has like easily six, possibly seven famous lines from it. And so I thought... I can see why this movie would be such a, first I thought, why is this movie such a big deal? But then I started to see why it was, because it's, you know, it, it was, um, at the time, you know, the, the, when it was made during the war, mm -hmm. I think it resonated with people because a lot of men were heading off to war and the women had to say goodbye to them. And I think it had in it sacrifice and like when you love somebody you kind of have to give them up for the war effort mm -hmm. and and so i think that that was one of the reasons why this movie uh it's about love and sacrifice and i think 
and, and even your love, I mean, that there's like a greater good beyond yourself. And I think that was one of the reasons why people thought this movie is so transcendent. Yes, yes. And there is, uh, I, I, I saw the movie on YouTube. Shout out to Naughty Boy, um, that channel. So I for free now. It, however, it is uploaded very bizarrely. So if you need your movie not to be, if you want your movie just straight through, no lurching, no weird close-ups. <laughs> I watched the Georgia was so weird. Um, because when we were looking where we could find it, I was I think I think it's a bootleg upload, <laughs> and this person Naughty Boy he managed to escape. Because you can watch it. You have to pay for it on YouTube um, and, and, and other streaming services. But how about Naughty Boy got it up there and it's still up there? You can see it for free. But again, you ain't going to look at it. And it's uh, one smooth. It's lurching. It's got close-ups. But I did see it. <laughs> so shout out to Naughty Boy. But also on YouTube, uh, another channel called The Take. Georgia concurred with uh, what you were saying. Uh, the Take has a... It's about a 10-minute video called What's So Great About Casablanca Ask a Film Professor. So I, I highly recommend going um and see their their take on um Casablanca. And it and what you were saying, they totally agree with you because it's about the morality. Um, you know, and, and we don't we don't want to give away too much for any other Casablanca versions, but it, it puts you, even though you're so let me ask you this. I felt I didn't. I never felt like felt like I was in the movie. Like I, I was saying with our last movie, um, Back Door to Heaven and and Breaking Point, I did feel like I was um watching a movie, um, and watching a, a history unfold, if you will. So I, I, it didn't. I wasn't in the movie with it. Were, did you feel like you were in the movie, or how did? What was your perspective? No, I I couldn't really say that I was. There's other movies that will have drawn me inside, so I feel mm -hmm. in it. No this one okay no i i just no i wasn't i really felt like i was a, a bystander to mm -hmm. uh everything that was going on um yeah i, I really did okay. uh there there was a scene in there that really to me it like kind of caused me to i don't know i teared up okay i admit it i teared up <laughs> well what scene was it well, well okay i thought that there was the bold act of defiance that Laszlo does, you know, oh, when yes. he comes, yeah, mm -hmm. he's just been talking to Rick, and, and the Germans are singing one of their anthems, yes. and so I thought it took so much. It, it was such a, such a gutsy move for him, and mm -hmm. he goes over to the to the band and he tells them to play the Marseillaise, which is the French national anthem, mm -hmm. and uh, Rick. It's standing off the side, and then you see Rick nod like that. And then as it pans the faces of those people. And, you know, I didn't know until after I did the research, and I thought, oh, my gosh, this is even bigger than I thought it was. The people that were playing, in the, there were only three people in this whole movie that are actually Americans. The rest of the cast is made up of uh, European refugees. Oh, wow. And... They, they were. And so all the scenes that you're seeing, these are people, the accents are real. They're real German accents Perfect. that you're hearing. And mm -hmm. They were cast. But the people in that scene were crying genuine tears mm -hmm. flowing down their faces because 
they had just escaped and they knew the Germans had taken over their right. They didn't know how the world was going to, they didn't know how, what was going to happen with the world, yes. how the war was going to end. They didn't know. And so they are genuinely crying tears because of patriotism mm -hmm. and because of like what they've all been through and what they're surviving. Right. And I was, when I saw them do that in that moment, that little triumph that they had, that mm -hmm. little, that I, I was. I was really taken aback. I think that was a very meaningful scene. At least it had a lot of meaning to me because, you know, I think of us as Americans, how fortunate we are. Oh, gosh. You know, what these people went through. Oh, my gosh. We can't. So, I mean, we'll finish your thought, but yeah, I totally agree. Oh, so to me, that movie was, that, that scene in the movie was very impactful to me. And and to to add to your trivia, this movie came out right on the cusp of America getting involved because America was not yet committed to the war. So you're going to see a lot of parallel parallelism with Rick Bogart's um, character, him being cynical and, and not caring about anybody but himself and, and not wanting to, his, to quote him, not wanting to stick his neck out for anybody. So that's, that was the American stance. Um, you know, for for a minute, when when Europe, the European action was happening, happening, we things had already started churning, so we got to the war, you know, kind of late, quote unquote. But yeah, and this movie was actually released around to uh in time, it and it did it on purpose for when we actually got involved. Uh, cause I think I don't think Pearl Harbor. Either Pearl Harbor had just happened or was just about to happen around that time. But it was it was very timely for this movie and then for the actual history to be unfolding with American involvement with um with the uh World War II. And you know, Georgia, I could kind of relate to this with that those last planes flying and you know, we just had something horrible. You know, people can think about to Vietnam, the fall of Saigon. You could talk about what just happened, unfortunately, Afghanistan. And, and so I could relate personally taking that last thing smoking out of a bad situation. Because um, if y'all can't tell, I have a slight accent, allegedly, some kind of New Orleans accent. I don't know. But, you know, got came here, uh, evacuated for Hurricane Katrina. And we literally, and it's a long story, but we literally took the last plane out to Dallas when when we thought we would not be able to get on a flight and you know people were trying to flee uh by automobile but that window had kind of closed for us and the the, the uh roads were packed so it, i could relate and i want to say georgia when i first saw casablanca i that had not happened to me yet so having ah. been a, a refugee if you will um i was like wow so i i i'm not going to say i was triggered but i was i, I was empath i was empathetic to that because that's real that that feeling of hopelessness and and you get on you able to you know you're going to be able to escape whatever oh my gosh and go to a better place where you don't have to have all that hassle you know what i mean that that words cannot describe only a, a person who's been through it can can uh understand that but um george i just wanted to ask you some more so there is a love triangle um and so let's talk about the 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 uh players in the movie um 
there's a love triangle between Bogart, Rick, and Laszlo, Henry's Laszlo, and Ingrid Bergman. Tell me your thoughts on um, each character in that love triangle. Well, I had this feeling that there was a very palpable sense of passion between Bogart and Bergman. Mm -hmm. Their character, Rick and Ilsa, you could tell. I mean, she even tells him in a scene, you know, I love you. And you could feel it. Yeah. But then when I see Ilsa with her husband, Laszlo, and this is a noble man and he's a brave man, wonderful guy. Yes. I wasn't feeling it. I wasn't sensing it. Mm -hmm. I, and I thought, oh, my gosh. Mm -hmm. Oh, my God. <laughs> but, then, but then you have this dilemma. It's like you're looking at a woman who and a man. They're obviously in love. She's married to another man. And then the morality of mm -hmm. being faced with leaving your husband that you're married to for another man. And I thought, oh, my gosh. Even with early 1940s sensibilities, mm -hmm. you you you, know, you you feel yourself torn because you're rooting for Rick and Elsa, right? And and you know the pain this man has gone through. He really, really loves her. I mean, she's yeah. the love of his life. Very yeah. obvious. Yeah, and she's loved too. But then there's like doing the right thing and mm -hmm. the greater good and mm -hmm. staying with him. But I never heard her say, "I love you." To mm -hmm. Laszlo, mm -hmm. even and, right. and, and 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 you know, but she's the support. She's like, and and pardon the phrase, she's the wind beneath his wings. Yeah. She is helping support him and for him to go on and do these good things that he's doing. Yeah. Even though he's willing at one point to say, "Hey, Rick, you know, go ahead and, and take my wife out of here. I want her to be safe." Right. You know, because the is what they're faced with. You know, and um, so I was very torn because mm -hmm. you. <laughs> You know these, and and underneath it, you see, you start to see the change in the character development with Rick. Yeah, because he says at one one point, oh, "I don't stick my neck out for nobody." Right. But then you, oh man, you are just seeing that he has the weight of the world on his shoulders, right. and you wonder is he going to do the right thing? But at the central thing, part of this whole thing is this great love and passion that the yes. two have. For and you really feel it and i don't know how they managed to develop this chemistry but yeah oh my gosh when they are on the screen together it is magic it is it is, absolutely it, is. Magic. it is and you have to watch the movie because i felt it i yes. it, it and the way they film this she they use like gauze over the camera so they give her the softness mm -hmm. and she's very luminous at the same yes. time and they have these lights in her eyes so they sparkle and they twinkle and you can see the tears in her eyes it is i have never seen such a classic thing i i was just blown away by that oh yeah you know and i've seen a lot of hollywood movies but this had so much impact when you see it and the the pain the longing it's all there Absolutely. it is all there. you feel it i felt and i was like <gasps> you know right. and i thought oh my god what kind of a and you you feel you feel for you feel for laszlo you feel for rick you feel yes. for ilsa yes yeah you feel for everybody in this movie um now i want to ask you this and i think you've kind of already uh answered it but 
I never forget my mom and I one time we were looking at this interview with the great Smokey Robinson of uh of Motown fame, the um just music icon, and he was talking about how I believe he was going with one of the girls in the miracles and he was married or something to that effect. It's been so long ago. And he said he loved both of them. He said, I was in love with both of these women. And I remember my mama, my mother and I talking about, is it possible to be in love with two people? And I was like a teenager and all that. Now, fast forward, I saw Casablanca, you know, young in my twenties, late twenties, uh, early thirties. Then fast forward, I saw it now. And let me ask you, Georgia, do you think it's, it's possible to be in love with two people at the same time? Yes. Okay. <laughs> I know that sounds shocking. I know that sounds kind of crazy, but I think, um, you know, realistically, I think your heart has room in it for more than one person. Mm -hmm. And you may love people for different reasons. Okay. Um, and I know that sounds kind of a shocking thing to say, but I... I, I do think it, yeah, I, I do think it's possible. Yeah. I mean, um, I've never had that experience and, um, I am and totally enamored with the one I am with. I can, I could until death do us part. And I hope either I go first and like, like, Oh, now I'm going down a dark path, but that's how much I cannot imagine life without my husband. Um, or we go together but um, I, I've never been, been in that situation. And look, I ain't going to put on a hot seat. I know y'all want me to ask if Georgia has that happened to you, but we're going to talk about that uh, when the when we yell cut, okay? <laughs> I'm not going to make her talk about that. And look, then we when we get really fancy and we uh, our show evolves, we'll have the show after the show, and you're going to have to pay for that information. But <laughs> you won't get the tea, as they say. <laughs> You're going to have to pay for us to incriminate ourselves, to hear us incriminate ourselves. But no, um, I, but I, with this movie, if you did not think that was possible, I agree. With this movie, they really sold the idea, if you will, that you could be in love with two people. Because you're right, it was not the same passion and fire between Laszlo and Ilsa, like with Rick. But I, but I will say, I do think there was... Uh, there was love there. There was affection, but she kind of alluded to the, 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 uh, the origins and the evolution of, in the course of she and Laszlo's relationship, because she got with him when she was younger and, um, she was in love with the idea of him and what he stood for. And that is a type of love. And he was not a bad man and blah, blah, blah. But, you know, she, and I don't want to give away too much, but something had to happen for just an inch of room to be made in her heart for uh, Rick to come in, who is still older than her, but a slightly a little bit more closer to her age because, you know, that's Hollywood. They always put those young chicks with those older dudes. That's just how it goes. But who who gave her a different experience of love. So it's so complicated. It was just so but. Kudos to Michael Curtiz. Um, there is a documentary, and I cannot remember where I saw it. I want to say Amazon, either Amazon or Netflix, about Michael Curtiz's uh, career. Fantastic director, one of the best. He, the man never made a flop, okay? He would make blockbusters 
just it just so shook just shook down like that. But uh, but he was a character. Michael Curtiz, the director. Uh, uh, the, this movie won Best Picture. Um, it was nominated for ten. The Epstein's, uh, Julius Epstein and Philip Epstein and Howard Koch or Koch, they wrote this. Georgia, did you find this out in your um, in your trivia? They thought this was, they had no idea this movie was going to blow up like this. The writers, they were writing it as they were going and they were cracking up. They, they thought this was the, um, to, from the take, the, the, the YouTube channel, but in the Michael Curtiz, uh, documentary, they were laughing the whole time they were writing. They were like, nobody will ever, they, they thought it was going to be a comedy. They thought it was so ridiculous and they were writing it. Almost like a comedy, you know, even though it was, a, it was not, a, it was comedic some scenes, but they had no idea. It was like, this is a load of crap. And, 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 and as a quote from the take, they thought it, it was so corny what they were writing. Who knew? Lightning in the bottle. <laughs> did you, did you find out? I see you nodding your head. So you saw some of the same yes, trivia. Yes, absolutely. Can you it's imagine not... that? I know. I can't believe But yeah, I mean, there are some hilariously funny lines. Oh my gosh, movie. yes. It's amazing. That's funny. Claude it's Rain, just... you know, that's my boy. He is the one, he is the comedy in this to me. I mean, there's other <laughs> comedy, but even when he's not trying to be funny. And the dialogue, I was like, how could this dialogue be so snippy? It was se oh, corny, sorry. It was so snippy and sexual and, I mean, and um, smart. But they thought it was a joke, the writers. I mean, but I, I'm like, where is the joke? It was, unless, you know, some things were comedic, but this was very, to me, sophisticated writing. And the, and the directing and the lighting all goes into making this movie what it is. Oh, I thought that too when I was watching it. I thought this was so top-notch because the cinematography was so good in it perfect and uh the casting you know i mean you couldn't have central casting couldn't have done better than <laughs> right where they have the the genuine refugees in this movie yes um but yeah i mean it, it my gosh I, I could not believe uh what they did with this movie i mean it was like pretty much done on a set mm, yes. you know but they made it but with i mean it was just phenomenal to me what i mean what they took and, and, you know, I think there's like little bits of, and pieces of information about this that to me I, that I found in the course of my research was Humphrey Bogart had like another um, amazing obstacle. His wife, it was his third wife. Her name was uh, Mayo Matho. Yeah. And she, 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 she persisted in accusing him of having an affair with Ingrid Bergman and she would confront him in the, his dressing room before a scene was to be shot. Mm -hmm. And it would cause him to come onto the set in a rage. But the fact is, despite the, uh, you know, obviously undeniable chemistry between he and Ingrid Bergman, they hardly spoke and they rarely did even after the movie was finished. So no, wow. they were not kind of a thing going on, but his wife, the one she should have been worried about was he was very well known in Germany for being uh, anti-Nazi, yes. and so he was a Jewish woman who was forced to flee Germany 
uh, when he learned that the SS had sent a death squad after him. And so wow. he thought that he needed to play villains during World War II, you know, when they were making movies, because he was convinced that if he played them like as these bad, like really cold, detached people, it would help the war effort. So oh, he used... Okay. Yeah, so he used his nationality to, to further the war cause. Mm -hmm. And um, some people think of this movie in some ways as a political allegory because yeah. um, they thought, just like Rick, you know, it was mirroring how FDR was. He was very uncommitted mm -hmm. about going into the war until, like, circumstances changed and he, you right. know, felt like for the greater good, he had to um, commit himself to, you know, fighting and another connection is the film's title itself casablanca it means white house uh yeah that's the right. white house yeah that's so i don't right. know it's kind of interesting if you think of it that way mm -hmm. and, and and of course uh it, it's based like she said in, in morocco so um and one of my favorite music artists this little sidebar uh bluey from incognito those of you who are jazz acid funk uh uh jazz acid funk fans um, Incognito is very famous in that genre, but Bluey is from Marrakesh um, in Morocco. So shout out to them, the food, some of the best food you will ever eat. Um, and we're, we're going to start wrapping it up a little bit. We're running out of time, but um, I'm pretty sure you saw in your research, Georgia, that um, there were several endings that were shot. And it, it, it was just a really tough decision on which decision, I mean, which ending would would uh be put in the film and we're not going to give it away i mean you know i pretty much I mean, people know you know who are movie fans know about casablanca but um you know what you see was not necessarily was always going to be what you were going to get and that's just how crazy the writers are and making this movie and stuff and and um and and how important in that romance that love triangle and also because george i'm pretty sure you saw on a political side, they didn't know how things were going to shake down with World War II, so you had to you had to put that piece into it. So this so I, this is one of those rare movies where the politics almost dictated the outcome of the movie. You know, um, I'm pretty sure they had other, but because things were so topsy turvy, like to quote Rick and that is topsy turvy world, it was topsy turvy. So they they were really trying to figure out which would be the best way for this movie to end which is fascinating it is it is and and i think that they i i like the classy way that they did this movie the movie production code at that time dictated the way mm -hmm. that the, the claude rains character uh his name was renault the way you know the way he is with the visas and mm -hmm. and all that okay mm -hmm. i'm not going to give anything away right even though he little bit of a smarmy character who says he blows with the wind at the end you you like him and then there's the other thing about the previous relationship with uh, rick and ilsa mm -hmm. you know how they kind of like it's kind of you know you it's kind of inferred right. or uh, they don't really come right out and, and right. but it's very very tastefully done yeah today they'd be humping like two dogs in heat and showing and like nobody like we're stupid okay right it would just ruin it you know we've talked about this before when you look at casablanca and because of that it's great acting and production you don't need that and it's like you didn't used to have that 
that funkiness before. So why are you, you know, doing, I mean, well, we know why, but I mean, how about let's rely on these actors in the, in the production. And it, to me, Georgia, we said, it, I thought it was more erotic. The scenes between them and the passion, it was very erotic and nobody took, they, they didn't, nobody, he, nobody even undid his or her, undid his tie. Okay. Not a button. Oh, unbuttoned. Boy, I, oh, I agree with you so much. It's like, give us uh, credit for some intelligence. <laughs> right, you, know? Right. you know, we, we understand we know. We, we're adults. You don't have to show every explicit little. And it oh, doesn't add gosh, to the film. Say. You know, you're just trying to turn people into freaks. You know, the audience oh, into, yeah. into freaks. You know? <laughs> I, right. Oh, it was way more sexy the way they did Absolutely. it. Oh, I agree with you, Moya. Absolutely. <laughs> well, Georgia, I'm going to give you the last word since you were our, our guest star today, um, me interviewing you, and I, I totally enjoy it. So um, you have the last word about Casablanca, ma'am. Okay. Uh, uh, what I have to say is... Um, don't be a Casablanca virgin for so long like I was. You gotta run up. I'm telling you, bring the kids in from outside. Leave those dishes in the sink. Okay. Stop doing the homework <laughs> or whatever. Get off your phone and go in there. Find this movie. I, I saw it on um, AT&T. We have DStream, so I saw it for free there. Okay. But anyway, watch this movie and see if it doesn't have the same powerful impact that it has on you as it did on me i was oh my gosh yes, yes. <laughs> it blew me away it'll blow you away i guarantee it and it's timely that's that's the last thing it doesn't matter that it's set during world war ii time it is timely not a wasted scene well georgia thank you so much happy 60th to you again my dear happy 60th episode and happy 60th episode to you, Moya, the best podcast partner there could ever be in the whole dang, whatever it's called here. <laughs> this whole topsy-turvy world. <laughs> That's right. This is the best podcast. If you really love Hollywood movies and yes. life lessons, this is your podcast. Yes. And man, Moya, you've made it such a quality podcast. You've made it fun, exciting, entertaining, and yes, a party every time. A party every time. And and again, we could not have done it without you. You know, we launched this podcast right around, um, I don't think the uh, the Coof had hit, but we kept it going. I, it, it was, it was kind of close. I don't think it had hit yet, but we, you know, we have finally got up and going and getting what we got, got in the rhythm, then the Coof hit. And um, but guys, thank you for our audience members. We appreciate you so much. We love you. We do this because of you. So thank you for allowing us to get to 60 episodes. And we hope we are uh with you and you are with us for 60 more. Hit us up on Facebook, How Better Davis Saved My Life, Life Lessons from Classic Hollywood. On Facebook, we have a YouTube channel. Let us know what you think about Casablanca and the rest of our movies. Oh, Georgia, what's our next movie? Oh, yeah. Our next movie is Seven Days in May. Yes. Yes. Our boy again, the the uh, beefcake stud. Two studs. Burt Lancaster and Kirk Douglas. Oh, my gosh. Oh, that's, that's too much drop. beef. That, oh, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I could clog my arteries. That's too much beef, girl. <laughs> beefcake, beefcake, beefcake. Well, guys, 
this is another one in a can. Thank you so much for how better David saved my life. I am Moya. And I'm Georgia. You guys take care. We looking forward to seeing you next time. Take us out, Shaka.